Semantics really, really matter in theology. The words that we pick, the way that we choose to express what we're trying to convey is very important always when it comes to communication, for communication to be effective, but especially when it comes to our relationship with Hashem, because we're essentially dealing with a relationship that is completely beyond our usual human powers. We're dealing with the need to go beyond what our rational brain could understand. That's what it means, a relationship with Hashem. So whatever semantics, whatever words we can and we do have to be able, as long as we're still functioning within the human mind, it's important to be careful to try to get things clearly and define things. And therefore, when we come to a week when the parsha is all about being holy, El Yochel Kameini, like the Ruzhner says, that we're all able to be holy in the deepest way, like God. And we have to teach ourselves to say, I am holy. It behooves us to have a little definition of what exactly holiness means. You know, throughout the 20th century, a lot of great Jewish thinkers from Martin Buber to Rav Soloveitchik and Heschel all wrestled with a book by Rudolf Otto known, called The Idea of the Holy. It was a German Protestant at a time when German philosophy was at its height in Europe. And so he was using philosophical categories to really explain the idea of the holy. The problem is that he was explaining it from a Christian perspective. And the Jewish perspective on holiness is so different than the Christian perspective. You see, what Rudolf Otto really gives over in his book is that the idea of the holy is what he calls the numinous. Numinous means an experience that's extraordinary, that's beyond what we're used to, that can't be conveyed in human terminology. In a word, it's what today, in using semantics, today what people term feeling spiritual. Feeling spiritual. Feeling spiritual is not something that one could really define easily, but we all understand that what Rudolf Otto really explains as holiness, he pretty much equates with spirituality, which is not being of this world. The tremendous mystery, the holy other, that's completely removed and transcendent from what we're used to, the numinous sort of like a otherworldly type of transcendent experience. And when people say that they want to feel spiritual, generally that's what they're looking for. An experience that will take them out of their regular surroundings, an experience that's going to make them feel something different than usual. But according to Torah, that might be spiritual, and there's definitely needs at times to, by davening, etc., to work on meditating and having spiritual experiences. But that's only a preface for what real holiness is, for the Jewish concept of holiness. And there are a few places where we are able to so clearly understand the semantics of Jewish holiness, what that means, like from the fact that this week's this week we read two parshas. We read Kedoshim. That's the second parsha we read about when God gives us the commandment to be holy. But we also begin with the parsha of Achrei Moishnei B'nei Aharon, after the death of the two children of Aaron, which is the reading of the Torah for Yom Kippur. 
The reading of the Torah that we read on Yom Kippur, the beginning of this week's parsha, is the whole Yom Kippur service, the whole story of what the Kohen Gadol, what the high priest had to do on Yom Kippur. And the question that Chassidus asks is why is the Yom Kippur service preceded by the words Achrei Moishnei Aharon after the death of the two sons of Aaron? Why is mentioning the death of the two sons of Aaron the entranceway into the reading of Yom Kippur. And so Chassidus explains, based on Chazal, the Medrash, that says, why did the sons of Aaron die? What made them die? So the sages teach us that it is because they went into the Holy of Holies when they were not married and didn't have children. They didn't have family life. They weren't married and they didn't have children and they went into the Holy of Holies as bachelors. And this, of course, is a theme that on Yom Kippur we know as well, that the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, the holiest Jew among the people that goes into the Holy Holies on Yom Kippur, we know from the first Mishnah in the tractate Yuma about Yom Kippur that the Kohen Gadol had to be married. If the Kohen Gadol, if the high priest wasn't married, he was not allowed to enter the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies necessitates connecting with God Only, we believe, only God is holy. Holiness means that one is uniting with God. And the only way to really have that holiness and unite with God is in this physical world. By keeping Torah mitzvahs and feeling God in the physical, in this actual physical world, that is what holiness is. And that doesn't often, sometimes might not feel spiritual. It might feel very mundane, family life or being involved in the physical. But the Jewish idea of holiness is only one thing, connecting with God. And when God created the world, it was for one purpose, that God wanted to have a dwelling place in the lowest world, in the physical world. The purpose of creation, what Mashiach is going to be, is to reveal God's essence in the physical world. And therefore, that's the only path there is to holiness. And so when we're told to be holy, nobody should ask, because very often people will say, either people will say, I want to feel spiritual, and we're being told, not necessarily spirituality is not the same as holiness. Holiness is feeling and doing God's will in the physical world. And on the other hand, some people might say, who am I to be holy? Can I really be holy? Can I claim to actually be holy? I feel myself stuck in the physical realm. That's where God wants to be brought down, and that's what true holiness is. As we will learn about from the famous story of the four who entered the Pardes, the four who entered the Kabbalistic Orchard, Mirzah tomorrow.